Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. News team, assemble! Bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, it is a Big 12 Championship Edition of the unofficial 40 as we bring the whole crew in Josh, Eddie, Bob, and myself, Gary Murdoch, uh, as uh, we get ready to cover a, uh, another tr- Sooner trip to Arlington to try and win a Big 12 championship, this time against the Texas Longhorns. Uh, we are the unofficial 40, brought to you by the Choctaw Casino in Durant. Uh, Want to make sure you guys go check out the Choctaw Casino. It's a fantastic place, uh, great food, uh, great entertainment, uh, great concerts. Uh, I know Chris Stapleton's coming up here pretty soon, and uh, you might have to go to SeatGeek to get those tickets because those things have been sold out for a while. Uh, but I know two concerts uh, coming up for Chris Stapleton, so maybe you can get some on the secondary market. But it's a fantastic place. Uh, great great food, steakhouse, uh, Gillies. Uh, they've got great buffet, uh, great cafes, just all kinds of great stuff for you there uh, at the Choctaw Casino in Durant. So uh, go check them out, ChoctawCasinos.com. All right, guys. Down to business, Oklahoma heading to Arlington, and the, I don't know, I guess the the buzz uh, right now, as we stand on Wednesday, is that the ruling last night apparently came down that, uh, Eddie, I don't know if this affects the Horns for Peace movement, but... uh, This is exactly what it was about. Right into our hands, (laughs) Horns down is going to be penalized in this game. (laughs) I mean, first off, what a joke. Why, Why, when did this become a thing? OU's played Texas for 113 years. When did this become a thing that this was so offensive? I, I don't understand. The The West Virginia game was the first time that... It had ever been flagged. It had ever been flagged. So, I mean, what I don't, I don't understand what the deal is here. That's the first thought. I'm excited for the game, though. But I think it's like... The, the, the f*** are you doing, Big it's 12? A, it's a catch-22 catch catch because... It's just ridiculous. They can't take away... You know, they can't Who admit, made this decision? Yeah, they, they made this decision when they flagged West Virginia for right. flashing the horns down. Then it became, oh, we've got to... This is typical referee bullshit, isn't it? The typical bureaucracy There's of being a referee. There's nobody that thinks more about themselves than like, the referee. We, oh, we can't make the referees look bad by not flagging it now that it's already been flagged. Like, we can't admit that there's been a mistake. No, just admit that there's been a goddamn mistake and fix it. And, and, and go back and say they shouldn't have been flagged for that West Virginia game, and we don't have to f- screw up OU Texas from here to eternity. It has made the... Uh... Leave this f***ing conference. That's what I'm saying. I'm on, the, <laughs> I'm on the record. Leave the goddamn conference. Let's get out of here. Let's go somewhere else. This, this is what Texas does. They rip apart a conference. They do it with Nebraska and Texas A&M and Colorado and Missouri. They've done it to everybody. Now they're doing this shit again. See, this has made 
this week interesting. It has. I have appreciated the off-field shenanigans that have gone down between Both of them. Kyler and uh, and uh, Sam Elinger yeah. and the coaches. And not really to say that there's been a whole lot through Riley and Herman, but uh, it does feel like an OU Texas week as opposed to the first time around. I don't think it felt like it because OU was a 21-point favorite. They were supposed to kick somebody's ass, and obviously that didn't happen. So, uh, uh, And oh, by the way, OU has a what I would say is a pretty decent chance at making the playoff. What an unbelievable year it's been. I've killed my voice already. Crazy six, six weeks here. It has been crazy because I thought that, um, I mean, after, the, after the, the shit show that was when they bottomed out and we had the two-night podcast or the two-podcast night, uh, the night after the OU Texas game, I mean, everything that's gone into the season has been just, it's been nuts. Hello, get- Josh. I, I'm just soaking this all in, guys. That was beautiful. Carrie, were you more in need of water or oxygen after that? That was a Both. rampage. Both. He He's signaling cigarette, but I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> you give up. Yeah, there's no, we gave Josh nowhere to go. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, like I have nothing to add. I mean, it, it's a joke. Like, and at what point, where does it stop? Because technically, by what you're ruling, they can't do horns up either. Like, wh- why is one hand signal any different than the next? Well, as we were discussing before we started this, Josh, we've decided that the horns down gesture is a gateway gesture. Yes. Once you uh, once you throw uh, the horns down, the middle finger starts flying off the hinges. Next thing you know, you're in a gang. Next thing you know, you're in a gang throwing gang signs You've at football You've got teardrop games. tattoos for all the murders. You know, it's a gateway. It's a gateway gesture. They, they warned us about that in high school. They did. We should have seen it coming. That's That's on us. For not being more mindful of what our principals tried to teach us. Bob, Bob Bosby, why don't you just stick to e-gaming, all right? Let's make you commissioner no shit. of e-gaming. This is the guy, same guy that's trying to be e-gaming in. He wants to, <laughs> he wants to uh, ban a hand gesture. Get your shit together, Bob. I'm sick of it. I also heard Pat Jones this morning. Is is uh, Someone alerted me. I, I didn't have the radio on, but then I turned it on. And Pat Jones was trying to make the argument that this they're trying to keep fights from happening and that like they've been flashing the horns down for 50 years. It hasn't started any fights. Like there've been no clearing the benches it's, brawls because of the horns down. Some of the takes that have come out uh besides this from mostly the older demographic have been just <laughs> absolutely incredibly juicy. Life is I love too them. fast. I don't want it to change. I absolutely love it all. I, I, I have enjoyed this week thoroughly. I saw there was a petition started. There's been a petition Wait, what? to do what? Yeah. To leave the conference? Uh, I, I don't know exactly. I just, I saw someone put Give on our, our radio Facebook page that you can get the a link to a petition dot at petition.org. We are one Zach Smith tweet away from this week being the greatest Be- week of my entire <laughs> life. He'd just have to figure out a way to get out of his straight jacket first. And then open his phone, because I'm sure his lawyer's changed the password. He's probably got <laughs> facial recognition on his phone. Um, Zach Smith, it's probably dick recognition. <laughs> Penis recognition. Yeah. My solution was to do it 
the whole team do the horns down after the first touchdown. Kind of yeah, like that wouldn't be bad. Georgia, Florida, 2007, when George, the whole Georgia team went went out there. That was pretty cool. You take your 15-yard penalty. But you can't go out on the field because then all the Texas player has to do is throw a punch and start a fight, well, and then the everybody's big, kicked out. Knowing the Big 12, as soon as the entire bench was cleared for OU to go out there, they just call the game. <laughs> Bowlesby come out with the... With the uh, with the stage, we Mary Fallon we, on it as we well. Can't this is her have last this kind of. This is her last uh, big hurrah, I would think. Because there's a difference between on a lot she of pressure, not show a lot up. of pressure on OU. She better she's, not show up. You know up. she's gonna be on that stage. This is her she last hurrah. She went to OSU. She's always on a stage. Find a bowl event that she's not on the stage at or a championship game. Yeah, that's what that's what the governor of Oklahoma does. That's the half the reason why you get elected. Because there's a difference between unsportsmanlike and personal fouls. So or you, you, you would miss the extra point and lose by a, by no, a point. <laughs> well, they're going to use it on the kickoff. But that's what I'm saying. Chase that point all game. So that's my suggestion. Because you don't get multiple unsportsmanlikes, but you can now have an unsportsmanlike and a personal foul and still be okay, which is what we saw with CeeDee Lamb and against Texas Tech. Bob, I liked your idea after touchdowns. Texas is horrible returning the ball. Yeah. So, what are you really going to lose from that? I think that I think that the the players should make like uh, obscene gestures, like that, like someone put their hand like in a circle, and another guy come out and just start sticking their finger in it, like after they score. See if they get just see what you can do before they flag you. I mean, the best thing for the horns up for peace movement would be if they just started throwing the horns up that'd be no tremendous. i agree i agree i think i, I think, think that would be if, if that happens we need to have t-shirts at the ready for the moment that game's over horns for peace t-shirts yeah who who would be bold enough for ou to start the horns up once they cross i just the think you line? make it make it in a mocking fashion right i mean right oh yes. you do it after a huge play like you yeah. don't do it coming out like you do it after you score a touchdown and then right. throw it up just to laugh at it I mean, I, I think if you just sat there and held up the horns and other players looked at it, like, you know, kind of, you know, just strangely, like, what is this? Like, that would be funny. I think anything would be funny. Anything to mock the conference, I think, would or, be Or, I mean, like, how... How far do you have to come down before it's horns down? That's what we were talking about this morning. Like, what if they went to review? Yeah. This play is under they review. To, yeah, they're going to have to have instant replay to determine if have something like a was horns down out, or not. Like yeah. looking at the angle like, of the degree. It's like a lateral pass. Like, yeah, the, the, the horns go Knowing this goddamn conference, they probably would. degrees or not. They probably would. It's incredible. It's like- it's like the Key and Peel skit where the guy's doing the thrust with his hips. And yes, like it's so yes. small. Oh, you know what exactly. you could do? You could exactly. do. You know what you could do that would be really good is do like the Hail Hitler, but do the hook of horns. Oh, God. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that, there's <laughs> some. Uh, there's some people in Southeast Oklahoma that would love that. I'm yeah. Sure. Like just you know you know how they do it. Like you snap your legs together real fast and stick your arms <laughs> you straight step out. out? Yeah. You step off to the sidelines. <laughs> Jeez. They might end the game. That, if that would happened. be awesome. That would be uh, that would be ballsy. That would be ballsy. To you do. could do all kinds of things with the horns. I mean, with the horns up, that was disrespectful without putting them down. We'll continue to come up with ideas on the site. Could you have? Two I do guys, like, like the Hail Texas though. The Hail Hitler Texas. Could one guy like have like a pinky down, and the guy next to him has his pointer down? Like, could they do it? They're not together. Yeah, it's not, a hand, it's not the actual. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty guys. good. Yeah. Like Wonder Twin Powers uh, activate. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like you could do something. I, they've got like, surely these players are like, we're going to do something like this is too big of a joke to not poke at this. Somehow. You know how wrong the conference is about this is the funny part is both sides are pissed off about it. Like Texas fans yeah, are pissed they off. They're like, they what, want what the is going on? It, this is just like, it's the reverse of the Brecken Hager thing. Whenever like the big 12 came down on Brecken Hager and OU fans are like, what for? Like, this is nothing. This is just, this is the way a rivalry goes. Are they going to throw flags every time Texas finishes their chant and they say, you know, OU sucks at the end of it like they do? No, the, the fans are going to do that. And then when they do Texas fight back and forth, OU fans are going to say sucks. Oh, it's going to be, like, I think because of this, there's a better chance that there's a fight or oh, a yeah. pregame oh, altercation yeah. Oh, yeah. or something that's in the stands. It's, it's almost like... Uh, it's almost like when you were in high they're school creating, and you were told not to do something. It makes you want to do it even more. They're creating a more hostile environment. It's incredible. Think Lincoln Riley will embrace that, or is he going to try to play it cool? Oh, he, in that pregame, he's going to be like, they make Texas is making all the rules in this thing. It's just... we got to go out and shut them up. a conference that is supposedly or normally trying to, I don't know, necessarily like rebrand themselves or like just keep fighting the good fight to not get shit on by everybody, they continually get in their way. It's just yeah, incredible. They can't to get me. out of their own way. Like, I, I don't even understand who... I guess Bob Bowlesby made the decision. I mean, everything would have to, I'm sure, cross his desk. Or head of officials. Or like, the head of somebody, but... This Walt, shit doesn't this happen on Walt, Walt Anderson's this is, Walt, is this watch. on Walt Anderson's replacements watch? Yes. Let's start blaming him. Well, guys, this shit does not happen without in the Walt jackpot Walt next Walt year at Big 12 Media Day. Oh, God. Oh geez. Put put this in the SEC. Oh my the God. SEC doesn't even take neck away from LSU, which is about as graphic as it gets for ninety thousand. That's a good point. Screams and shit. It's a great point. And the SEC gets no involvement, but the players throw some horns down, and this needs to be a referendum. We're gonna have to fix this. Like really? And this is not. I mean, what they got to realize: this is not just the players. This is this is you shitting on your own fans. This is you telling your fans. This is you trying to legislate your fans passion because they both sides like you guys said they both fully support you know horns down and trash talk and uh, it's 11:38 and Texas still sucks do you notice who uh Texas didn't make available yesterday Brecken Hager yeah really thought that was interesting well it sucks we haven't talked about this um I really haven't talked about it even on the air or anything but uh, Lincoln Riley is really limited media this week. Uh, he's only had he, we only had a Monday morning. We don't, we have had no post practice interviews this week. We just had the Lincoln Riley press conference, and we had who were the names guys? It was Kyler Marquise Brown, Marquise Kyler, Brown. Kenneth, Caleb. Yep, four guys, and then Lincoln Riley, and that's all the media for the week. So, and everyone was highly coached up on what to say. Oh yeah, which except for uh, <laughs> except for Kyler. Except for Kyler, yeah. He, Who does whatever. I mean, whatever you want. If you're the starting quarterback, that's proven. You do whatever you Did want. Did you see the Charles, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Amenahu. Amenahu, his quote from yesterday about Kyler, talking oh. about, like, if you know the guy, you wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that's been around Kyler knows he's about the most arrogant person that you've possibly come in contact with. It's, yes. That's just what he does. That's what he does. He's twenty years old. He's got four point eight million dollars or four point oh, six million dollars. I, I, I would I minus the shirts. He's calm considering 
what I would be like. So, I mean, it would just be you're. I'd have my worse, and you don't have any money. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a terrible person, and I have no money. This goes way before anything that's happened as in the last year. Like Kyler literally ended his high school career, and they're like, I think that might be the best high school football player in Texas history. Oh yeah, like, like that's gonna f- with your head. Like it just is. And I, like I said, and I agree completely. Like that stuff. He's found a way to tone it down and make himself less seem that way, I guess you'd say. Like, it doesn't come off the way it used to. But when he was in high school, he was out and out abrasive. Like, you were like, I, I don't want to deal with OU you. OU fans, I think, <laughs> whoever's the quarterback next year has a lot. Their shoes are obviously going to have to be uh, huge to fill these the last two guys on just on the field. But from a arrogant, the way they carry themselves, cocky, Swagger, Swagger yeah. whatever you want to call it, it may never be duplicated again. I mean, that's these are two of the most. I, I don't know. It just it's uh, I, whatever you you know word you want to use. It's been incredible. Are you trying to they, say they're dicks? Yeah, but they. I love it. I mean, I I I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, that's how I want every quarterback to be. It's it's but they're the kind what, of dicks that other guys follow. Oh like, yeah, no, like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, guys respect them. Like, it's like swag has a lot of different meanings. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when people say he's got swag when they're talking about Kyler, they're like yeah, he's kind of a dick. But it's I like, like I, it. I tweeted that uh, the video of Baker Mayfield clapping TCU fans. I said this is one of the cockiest things ever yes, on a football uh-huh. field, and people like kind of gave me shit about it, saying like it's not cocky, it's swag or whatever. I don't think cocky is a a bad connotation anymore. Like he's. It could be, I guess, but that's not the way that I was meaning. It is when you don't back it up. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. the only way no, it, that being cocky definitely, is bad. Definitely. Now. There's an OU secondary cocky, and there's a <laughs> right. exactly. There's exactly. two different things. Yes. So, uh, look, I, I do wonder kind of how Kyler is going to react in this game because of the way that he played the first time around, the way that he took the loss, the way that he was in the post-game press conference, like, is this like he he always seems so calm, cool, and collected? But is this that game where he might try to do too much just because of everything that's happened? It's a good question, just for the fact that I do think this is different for him. I mean, he even hinted at it, not necessarily after the game, even going into the first time around was the fact that you know I I don't think it's any question. There's some love that he hates the University of Texas. I mean, he trolled, oh, yeah, he does. He trolled the school on the last weekend of recruiting. Well, I'm he went sure to growing up with his dad being yeah, a quarterback he, he at a and he grew up in a house that he, hates yeah. a, uh, Texas. Yeah. And I, I respect the hell out of that. He doesn't try to shy away from it. So I do think that this is a game Which that... Which is weird because he also really doesn't like Stillwater. Like, I would say Stillwater is probably his second least favorite place. I don't know if he doesn't necessarily he doesn't care. like it as much as he just doesn't... Yeah, he doesn't care. I, I mean, I... <laughs> It'd be like um, he sees it as a swagless place on the on the earth or something. Uh, yeah, you could say that maybe Kyler Murray hates poor people. <laughs> or he just hates farmers. If, yeah, the, he's not a big agricultural no, guy. No, no. I've funny. had fun in Stillwater, but I, I would say the swag is lacking. I, I think that's pretty fair. Oh, Stillwater's a great town. Yeah, Stillwater's a lot of fun to have a good time. No, no doubt about it. But it's not like for a young guy that has a mindset like Kyler, yeah, I could see that really, really not being a fit. What's what's funny, because of Kennedy Brooks and the way he's ran, this is actually the game where Murray doesn't have to do nearly as much as he had to the first time around. That running game is so dominant compared to where it was. Yeah, but when he does like he did at West Virginia or in that Texas game, I mean, that's as good 
it, when you have him run for a 90-yard touchdown, that's as good as a turnover by your defense. Yeah, but he doesn't need to do it every single time. He can. He can sprinkle it in, but he doesn't have to take it upon himself to think he needs to shoulder 75% of the load of the Kyler, offense. don't listen to him. Well, that's <laughs> Do what I mean, you want. He basically does, and he usually gets away with it. I, it's a product of having a really good offensive line, though. I mean, exactly. it all starts up front. They're so good. They just can't, like, even the uh, the two, it, it's interesting how people look back at that first OU Texas game, and, you know, from the OU perspective of it, perspective of it, it's, you know, the defense was awful, defense was terrible, they couldn't stop anybody, and I almost think from, like, the Texas side of things, it's Kyler Murray cost them in the game because they turned the ball over twice, and I don't know if it's just a thing that they, that Texas fans like to hate Kyler. But in the same sentence, no, I think you're right. you could it say is that, that way, yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, if if he doesn't turn the ball over on that first uh, fumble or the on the fumble rather than the interception, right. if that doesn't happen, oh, he probably does win the game. I guess that's a, a different or way if, to oh, say it. Or you get some damn stops on third and eighteen and third yeah. and nineteen. Yeah, I don't know. I just it. I I you know, Josh, I thought the uh, number that you threw out from. Uh, who was that S&P about OU and the percentage chances that they have winning this weekend? I thought it was interesting what they threw out last weekend in Morgantown compared to this week. Yeah, you know, and we talked about it on the pod last week, and I was trying to remember, were we all of the consensus that Texas was a more, uh, a, excuse me, a less likely win than West Virginia? Or was it the other way around? I thought that no. was I, thought, I was. Like, I picked West Virginia no, last week. No, I, I thought I, last Friday was danger zone. I, yeah, I thought that, I thought that it, was where okay. the loss was Just at was some coming. point, I this defense, and even maybe still now, even with one game left, uh, or the one that we know of right now, I still think that this defense has issues. It's going to be interesting to see how they, I don't know. Go ahead. You know you what? Know, here's what's okay, interesting, well, too. Um, or Terry. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name to call you, but it's not Josh. Um, what's interesting <laughs> is like puss? you would think, you would think like Texas because of Ellinger being a dual threat guy, like that their their run stats would be better than yeah, they, they are. They don't have a running game. Like they're like one sixteen a game yards per game, and OU's like two sixty four. Like they're eighty fifth in the country in rush offense. Well, which, oh, you how is, much are they going to be able to run Ewinger? But that's the thing that they picked up yards whenever they need them when these two teams played the first. I mean, that's yeah. the key to me. Mark Jackson has not been playing. He was one of the biggest problems you in gotta that game. You got to stay out of. You got to with this defense. Look, you got to stay out of third and short because they're usually going to pick it up. I mean, they pick up third and eighteen. So I guess I don't yeah. know what I'm saying really. But I mean, I I, I would take my but chances more not, on yeah, third and thirteen. Is, this than is not West Virginia. This isn't West Virginia. This is not a a super complicated offense to stop. I mean, that's why Mike Stoops got fired is because they gave up 48 points to that offense. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And it wasn't like it triggered Texas to a great second half on offense. No. That offense has never shown up ever again. Well, a little Jordan Humphrey showed up, but but not 48 if points. If you can get about, what they got yeah. out of uh, Parnell Motley and Trey Norwood or and Trey Brown or whoever, the cornerbacks out of West Virginia... They'll I dominate. You could go into that game and say that's okay. I'll take that. It's are they gonna are they gonna put Buki back out there? Are they oh. gonna what are they gonna do at nickel? What are they gonna do at safety that really has you wondering? And you know, Josh, I how did Robert Barnes play compare? Was it predominantly Buki that was just a shit show in Morgantown? It him and Turner yell. Yeah. Uh, De- Delaren had some moments where he. You know the the one. I remember the, the third and fifteen he just was or late whatever. Getting over, yeah, yeah. Like it, I mean, and 
it, it's like I was I was uh, I, I did one of those uh, shows in Austin yesterday. I was talking to them about it. It's one of those things where okay, we get we get Buki off the field. That freshman, it was just, the moment was too big. You know, however you want to say it. Well, what do we what do we fix that with? Another true freshman that's played even fewer games. Like it's it's just one of those things where Oklahoma's kind of stuck in a a situation at safety where if any of those guys are having a bad night, they have almost no good recourse for it because, frankly, the first line isn't all that special. And so, you know, what do you do? And because they're all hurt. Houghton, Jordan Parker, Broyles, you don't have any of those three guys. Chance Sylvie isn't ready yet to come back. Patrick Fields is even younger than those other guys. This is what they have, and that's why we talk so much about safety and recruiting for the 2019 class. Yep, and, and I think the Jordan Sad Parker story. loss is hard to like. I, I think he, of all the guys in that group, I thought he was the one that could come on and really help Oklahoma. And then, of course, he gets hurt as well. So, well, for people that haven't seen it or read it on Sooner Scoop, uh, Lincoln Riley did say this week basically everybody that was out last week is going to be out. And he yep. said anybody who played Friday can play this Saturday. So it's basically everybody the same. Yep. Everything's the same. You won't be getting Jordan Parker back. Uh, no Khalil Houghton. Who else was out? Out Broyles. Broyles. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it, though. Of guys that actually play meaningful downs. Yes. Um, guys, you know who's super not impressed with Texas? PFF. I was looking. Yeah. I, I'm doing this feature, and you know, I don't want to get into everybody and bore everybody to death. They've got Oklahoma with their, you know, their overall point system, the way they work. It's, you know, out of 100, and they grade everybody, and they average everything out. Oklahoma's like 93.8, fifth in the country. Texas, they have it as the 52nd best team in their scoring system. That that kind of blew me away. And then <laughs> I started looking at their team. offense. I'm like, man, they're, I don't they're think, super not impressed with Texas. I don't think that what Tom Herman has said is is just extremely crazy just as far as – they're little. They're overperforming a little bit as far as results and with what they have down there. I, I don't. I think they're playing a little bit out of their mind, right? Oh, I, don't I mean, think nobody he's thought wrong. That, nobody thought this group was going to go nine and three. I, I don't think he's wrong at all. I, I think it's largely built on two guys: Sam Ellinger's playing well, and little Jordan Humphrey's an NFL guy. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, th- those two things, and they are building a huge amount of momentum on that. And they're to. The, the guy that deserves a lot of credit is Herb Hand. He has turned that offensive line from an abomination last year to a pretty functional unit, and they've got some good – the Samuel Cosme kid at right tackle is a really good young player. So, I mean, that, there are things you like about Texas. And I, I'm with you, Eddie. Like, he's not wrong to say it, but why would you say it? Like, why yeah. would you put it out there that, well, because... oh, we're not very good? Like, it, it shines a light on him. And turns it away from his players, and I just I don't I mean I guess that fits the whole Herman model. Yeah, yeah that's just whatever. that's just the prick that he is. I mean, I think that's just how he operates. Is that offensive line playing a lot better than I think people gave him credit for that first time around? Uh, you know, I remember really thinking going me. into that game that they were just kind of a shit show, and they basically ran over OU. Well, I, I think a huge difference was they had Zach Shackelford back, which allowed them to move move Elijah Rodriguez back to guard. Where he's not a great player, but he's functional. At center, he was awful in the game I broke down. I mean, really, really struggled. Um, basically, he's you know he's a former high school offensive tackle. It'd be like if you move Bobby in Evans in at nose tackle and tried to have him being physical with six foot one, three hundred and twenty pound pluggers. Like it, it doesn't 
that's not really what fits his game. And so they they were allowed to move around. It created some depth, and I, they've gotten better. I mean, they are even better since that game. But I mean, it it's so hard because when you watch OU's offensive line week in and week out, and then you go watch everybody else, like. It looks awful by comparison, but it's not bad. It's just they're not on that level. And, you know, so, like I said, but just looking at the PFF ranks, the highest, I mean, Texas, uh, there's all the talk about Texas's defense. They've got Texas's defense is the 88th, uh, like, uh, pass coverage, 98. Well, don't, uh, I mean, this is the uh, same it, Texas. It's not a special group. Yeah, it's the same Texas defense that got lit up by Will Greer, got lit up by uh, Taylor Cornelius and basically got lit up by Kyler Murray for the better part of, I I don't know, three quarters of the game? Or I I guess the first and fourth quarter? The only game Texas showed up, Iowa State. That was where you saw what they were supposed to be throughout this entire season. But besides that, very pedestrian. Sorry, I'm trying to look up just Texas's... um just their overall stats to cuz i really haven't just sat and looked to see where they where they excel and where they really fall short just as just team stats NCAA wise is there an update on Thank Brandon Jones prepared. i know he's not going to return this be in return game but have they said about whether or not Brandon Jones is going is going to play i've read he's going to play okay. that that's the expectation now you know who knows how much of that's gamesmanship or whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, there is – from everything I've read, Herman has said he's expected to play. We'll see what happens. But you're right. He won't be in the return game. It's a little unusual that Herman's going to play a uh, maybe somewhat hurt player. Well, It's not guys, unusual at all, Eddie. That's Tom Herman. It's that's the Tom. thing that's not getting enough play out of all this. Sam Ellinger's got this shoulder thing. That's and that's yeah. why I think that it's interesting what they do with him in the run game, Josh. Yeah, uh, ex- yes. you're exactly right. Because if he is not right and can't run, I mean, because he was his running ability was the difference in that first game, in my opinion. It changed everything. And if he can't take a hit on that shoulder, or if he's gonna, you know, if it's gonna make him gimpy or can't, you know, whatever the whatever it affects, if it has any effect. That's a real issue because, like I said, that was really what tilted the balance to me offensively for Texas was him him working some of that stuff off tackle. Yeah, it's uh, that's going to be interesting. I, I and I was kind of surprised that Herman came out and said just kind of how poorly it was, or maybe he's maybe he's going the other way with it and he's really not that hurt. Yeah, you're I, right. I, mean, I don't know. You know, he he might be trying to make a you know a legend out of it. It's gonna be a Willis Reed moment or something. So he might have too big of a vagina to do that. <laughs> yeah, really. The only thing that that where Texas stands out statistically is red zone defense, where they rank fifth in the country. That's one of those things. That, I Their mean, total offense is fifty nine. They're eighty fifth in rushing offense, which I said earlier. Thirty seven in passing. Uh, they're 46th in scoring offense. Total defense is 63. They're actually 104 in passing yards allowed. He's been really good about it, uh, or he's been really good down the stretch for OU, but there's no reason why you need to use Austin Seibert this weekend just as far as settling for a field goal with this defense feels like a loss in itself. And anytime uh, you settle with for field goals against Texas, it, it comes back to bite you. Well, as long as Carson Meyer didn't ruin things for everybody, Bob, you know. 
You made up for it. Let it go. And if he wanted to make up for it, he would have scored, but he got tackled on the, the seven. Let somebody else do the work for him. Austin Seibert punted three times in the first game. And the, how Texas, many field goals did they settle Texas for? Texas punted four times. One, two. Uh, Austin Seibert had one field goal. One field goal. Yeah. Just in the, one. the first half, yes. Yeah, 32 yards. Not good. good. Don't Can't settle for field goals. Yeah, that was I think we all, right at the I beginning mean, of the second half. Definitely don't quarter. expect OU to force any turnovers. That would, that I think last, last week was an outlier. <laughs> I, I'm so interested, you know, and that's the thing. Like, everybody, I, I, just like I said, I did the Austin show, and they're like, so, you know, is Oklahoma doing something defensively with these turnovers? I was like, well, you watch the first one, Caleb Kelly, the left guard steps on the left tackle's foot. Caleb admitted so, that. And so, no, 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 I don't mean like, like oh, you're presenting it. it something it wasn't, but that wasn't some amazing play. Like, it looked great at first glance. Then you're like, oh, okay, there was some other stuff going on here. And then the other sack was just, I mean, it wasn't like Oklahoma was creating pressures and Will Greer's running for his life and makes a bad decision. Like He just stepped up in a collapsing pocket. Exactly. Like, there was just some misfortune in that. And, you know, I guess you give Neville Gallimore a little credit. Obviously, he made a huge difference being back, and I know you guys talked about that in the post game, but... Um, it, like that, I'm the only thing that I could hedge on at all with this defense is how much of that Texas game was just the culmination of everything. Like, oh, that I was think there's a little bit of that. Just an on-field implosion kind of happened to the point that Lincoln eventually had to make the call. No, I, I think um, that there's a little bit of that because I mean, let's not, don't over confuse it. Just in that Texas didn't beat OU with a just a dynamic set of plays. I mean, they were. Basically running right at him and yeah. saying, "Come get it." And think of how I mean, confused, they got ran over. Think of how confused the Sooners were on defense that entire game. Hands up in the air, had no clue what what the heck the call was. Well, they just got dominated physically. I mean, they just they they literally after that game was over, pretty much every coach and player was like, "Holy shit, we just got our asses kicked!" Like we literally got beat up by another team. Like we we could not impose our will on they imposed their will on us and there was nothing we could do about it i mean it was embarrassing it might be time to bring back the uh sledgehammer this week and maybe violently beat somebody in submission before the game get kicked out but you set a tone it's kind of like beating somebody's ass in prison the first day don't you have yeah. are you supposed to do that unless you become a bitch like don't they need to set a tone and how do you set a tone homicide <laughs> that's kind of why i like bob's idea like go out there and like we're not gonna lay down we're not gonna act like we're supposed we're gonna do what we want to do out here like just set a, a idea that we're gonna play this game the way we want to play it what about riley coming out in a beat texas hat oh that'd be amazing be sweet wouldn't have much effect on the game but it would be sweet some sands belt slacks that'd be really that's where you're getting it yeah he's never doing that well, i guarantee no, that but- the beat Texas would be awesome, like a corduroy. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Uh, we uh, we've been kind of roundabout talking about it, but uh, let's get to it. Get to the fridge. Grab yourself a native amber, an F five IPA, or any of the great Coop Ale Works beers, because it's time to make a toast to this week's player to watch. All right, I'm sure that we have a lot of different people to throw out there, and uh, I'm going to guess 
Kyler Murray's probably on this list, but uh, I, I would guess that most are going to be on the defensive side of the ball. I want to remind you guys, uh, Coop has got their new seasonal out right now. Coop Hale Works, the Grand Sport Porter. I'm going to tell you, with the, with the uh, weather getting cold, uh, the holidays around, this is a great holiday brew. Uh, the, uh, it's got notes of chocolate and coffee. It's fantastic. Uh, it's dark. It's a very dark beer, uh, but it's roasty. It's malty. It's splendid. Uh, so go check out the uh, Grand Sport Porter. Go pick you up one of those. I've had it. It is fantastic. Uh, it's a little bit like the DNR, but lighter. It's not quite as, I don't know, robust, I would say. It's more more drinkable on a day-to-day basis. So, uh, Coop, of course, you guys know him. Great sponsor of the podcast. Been around uh, for nine years as a local brewery. Uh, seven year-round beers and uh, four seasonals. So uh, go check him out. Go check out the Grand, the Grand Sport Porter on shelves now at uh, your local liquor store. So... The Coop Works player to watch, guys. I guess I'll start out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get shit for this, but it has to be Neville Gallimore, just because. To me, the key to that game, the first time they played, is what I just talked about. They got dominated on the defensive line. He's got to set a tone. He's got to do it I'd buy that. right off the bat. I'd buy that. I mean, I think you could even throw the entire defensive line in there. I know we only want to look at one guy, but they yeah, have to set yeah. the tone defensively. And I, I thought Amani Bledsoe's coming off of a pretty he's good game against well. uh, West Virginia. Yeah. So uh, you need well. something. You need something from those guys because something would be better than nothing, and they got nothing the first time around. Well, the guy that I'll go with, I'm going to keep on Kerry's theme and kind of what you were leading to, Eddie. I'm going to go with Ronnie Perkins because we've talked about how badly Mark Jackson got abused in that Texas game. Well, now you're throwing a bigger athlete out there to play that same kind of role. Texas is going to have a lot more difficulty just shoving him around on the corner like they did with Jackson because Perkins is just a better player and he's a bigger guy. And so I think that could be a very – to me, if there's anybody that really has an advantage from that first game – in this, in this particular matchup and the way OU has changed things, it's Ronnie Perkins because he sets up well against the way Texas attacked in that first game. Now, Texas will make changes and they'll do some different things, but I think he could play a limiting role in that RPO stuff that Texas really beat OU with in that first game. You may go. Uh, let's go. Falling in my own trap. I'll go Kyler Murray. I think, I mean, basically, he's going to have to do it again. I think he's going to have to win the game. There's a lot riding on his shoulders in this one. Uh, You can't turn the ball over. I mean, the the interception, I thought, was if he puts more air underneath it, C.D. Lamb walks into the end zone. That was just a bad pass and a pretty damn good play by Brandon Jones. No, it was uh, was Stearns. It was Stearns, I think, yeah. Uh, So, you... He he just can't. This is the biggest game that he's played at Oklahoma. I mean, it it is for. Is this the biggest OU Texas game of all time? For that discussion this week, just as far as, and we can. I guess we can get into it here after the sponsor segment. But I'm gonna go with Kyler Murray. This is the big game for him. This is. Is this a game that he can the only, win the Heisman in? The only or way is it still two is to lose. That, only, I mean that there's a lot that goes yeah, into this thing. The only way that you could make this game bigger is if this was a 2008 rematch and it was yes. it was to go the winner goes to the college football championship. Yeah. Cuz that really would have been what that game for was. The championship. Is, I mean there's just can't lose to Texas twice in a year if you're Lincoln oh. Riley. 
Not in recruiting. recruiting. Don't want to, yeah, don't want to lose that momentum in recruiting. Lose this game. Might as well go to the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stick defensive line with Amani Bledsoe because he has played so well the last couple weeks, but also because after the Texas game, he said one of the most asinine comments I've heard. They came out flat. They came out flat against freaking Texas. Really? He's from Kansas. Really, the, the that that game did nothing Doesn't to motivate them. That was bad. So this is his chance to right that wrong. Um, I think we have to say Amani Bledsoe then, since he got two out of the four votes. Bob rigged this thing. Way to go, Bob! But he wasn't two out of the, four. the most passive aggressive way of that winning wasn't two I've out of the four. Why did he get two out of four? Why did he get two out of four? Because Josh said Amani Bledsoe. He said Ronnie Perkins. I said Ronnie oh, okay. Perkins. <laughs> Never mind. Well, Eddie said. Also. Further proof that Terry's just not listening to anything I say. That's true. He either blots me out or just ignores me. Whatever That's it's going to be. Well, you're not here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but look, Kyler Murray lost this game earlier. He's he's returning to Texas, the mecca of football, Jerry World. Where he dominated in high school. Where he dominated in high school. He's got to have some good feelings, but, man, this is this is... I don't want to say that there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders, but there really is. There's a ton of pressure. There'd be there'd be a ton of pressure on anybody that's the quarterback at Oklahoma in this that. game. I mean, maybe he's built on that. I I think that he does. I think it does fuel him. I mean, I I think this is a game that he can say how much ever he wants. He doesn't hasn't thought about Texas on Monday. Yeah. He's thought about this game since October eighth, the day way, after the game. Have have the players ever been more coached up than they were this week? No, they were. I mean, they were. They were definitely told that don't say shit. Yeah. I mean, don't don't turn. It's just another uh, game. Yeah, it's just another game. Just got to win. Don't talk championship. about talk Ohio about championships. Don't, don't talk about the playoff committee. I mean, they should have. They should have talked about him. Who cares? I mean, I literally asked Kenneth Murray a question about Caleb Kelly, and he answered it by saying, "We just got to go out and win." I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't even paying attention to the question. He was being a robot. And so I had to re-ask him the question. No, dummy. Caleb Kelly, talk about it. Sir, he didn't answer the question. <laughs> and Caleb actually gave the only honest answers. when I mean, he talked about Curtis Bolton just beating him out. Yeah, that was pretty if interesting. It, if, it wasn't yeah, about, if it wasn't about Texas or Ohio State or the playoff committee, they were okay. But what else are you going to ask these guys during this, this week? Well, you're going to ask them about getting their asses kicked against Texas the first time and how much they're looking forward to this game, but they didn't they weren't going to do any of that stuff. It's just like no one can be honest anymore. No one can just go up in front of a microphone and tell you how they I mean Curtis Bolton will do it. And that's why he wasn't there. I don't I to me the I feel bad for Curtis Bolton from this perspective like he should be recognized as a team leader. Like, and you can always tell, he always talks about, well, I'm not one of those guys. Like, he should be a team captain. Like, they should, they, if they, if they, I don't want to say that they've made a mistake, but when Rodney Anderson went down, they should have given his captaincy, captaincy to Curtis Bolton. He's earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should have. In fact, Lincoln Riley, if you get word, Anybody in your staff is listening to this? I know you won't listen to it. Riley listens. Lincoln? I know that one. Do the right thing. Make Curtis Bolton the captain before the Big 12 championship game. It needs to be done. 
Lincoln definitely listens. Hashtag Captain for Buzzy. Buzzy for Buzzy for Captain. We Maybe that's why he left the Cotton Bowl. Curtis for Captain. Maybe that's why he left the Cotton Bowl. He was looking for the uh, the C patch <laughs> to put on his jersey. <laughs> they should do the C patches. I do football teams cool. do that? I don't know, Josh. Do you know of any not as many that does that? Football teams do it as. Well, it's hockey is kind of where you think yeah, of it most. Baseball sometimes does it. NFL the does NFL it. Does it. I mean, yeah. the NFL does it because they have the stars. Like, how many years yep. you've been the captain? Yeah, which is awesome. I always think yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, but no, there's no like I've never I can think been voted of, a captain think, of anything. There's some teams that I would swear have some kind of marking on their helmet, like the kind of in the back there by your neck. Like, will have some kind of marker that that's a captain, that kind of thing. But I can't. I can't place who they are. Like I just remember hearing conversations about it, um, but no, I can't think of anybody who designates it on their uniform, which Hashtag is kind of crazy. With yeah, as big a deal as they make of captaincies. Um, Eddie, you're never going to be a captain because you don't lead anywhere, anyone to anywhere that leadership wants you to, to lead them. You'd think that. I've led a couple things though in my life. Turned out pretty well. Yeah. So, Which of those things are what? I don't know. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, Nice for Patty was pretty good. Yeah, that was. Pretty good movement. Again. Peace is going pretty well. Beer for a college softball team. Talked to Patty Gasso um, yesterday after you a... You got invited uh, to like a Rotary Club <laughs> After deal, a Rotary right? Club thing that she spoke at. And uh, let's just say Natural Light Stadium at Marita Hines Field <laughs> might be happening. <laughs> might be happening. I talked to her afterwards. I got the official go-ahead. So They have to serve Natty Light at... Softball well, games, I, don't she they? asked me. She said, uh, "What what kind of beer is it?" I said, "I think it's Budweiser, and I think it is. Isn't that right?" Or Anheuser? Anheuser Busch. I think so. So, like, what is it? Basketball games? Like, what can you get? We need to investigate I don't know. that. We'll do that here next week or something. Maybe next uh, next home game for you. Yeah. yeah, next home game we can figure that out. I'll be your cameraman. We can do that. We can figure that out. You'll spend. We'll, uh, we'll sooner scoop we, money on yeah, beer. Will they be sponsoring the $9 a beer? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the hell it is. I guess we'll uh, have to. Yeah. Eddie, I, I'm a little surprised. I've never had this thought before, but they are an Anheuser-Busch company. Is that conflicting for you? Dude, Natty is? Yeah. I just imagine that they don't use the water from St. Louis because we know that that's <laughs> caca water. <laughs> So yeah, I yeah. mean they they have to. Serve it is somewhat of a problem though. Josh, natty yes. lights at softball games. They I mean, I would to. have to think that they will. It's tall boys, Probably. especially. Oh, that'd be sweet. Natty light tall boys. Now batting, Jay Knighton. And you just hear a <laughs> little pop of the uh, can. That's coming before we know it. But first, we got Big Twelve. For sure, and I I think that you will be able to enjoy a beer at this game, right? They'll sell beer at the Big 12 Championship. So. Yeah, I think so. A little precursor. All the Texas fans will be able to drink it. Absolutely. I I mean, this 70, is... 70-30? Yeah, I... I mean, 65-35? No, I think I'd, at I'd, least 70-30. Yeah, 30. go more that Oh, way. maybe 80-20. Can more. I get on a soapbox real quick for the, uh, the whole ticket situation? Yeah, sure. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I guess it was the same way and nobody said shit because it was TCU and tickets were so available. Last year, absolutely ridiculous. Both schools only got like 8,500 tickets. 7,000, wasn't it? Well, 7,500 plus, I think, 1,000 or 1,500 student tickets. Yeah, okay. 
That is insane. For a 100,000-seat stadium? Well, it's only like 70. They have to bring 90,000, whatever it is going to be. I mean, it's sold out, but each school only got to sell under 10,000 tickets. That's insane. Well, and you were looking uh, Monday at secondary ticket because your parents didn't get tickets. Yeah, not happy about it. Because you had to donate. They were told you, you had to donate. You had what, to be like in like grand? the $3,500 by point donations. But you were looking up, see how much they were. By the way, SeatGeek code SCOOP um, for 20 bucks off. I would seriously go check it out. It's one of the only places that you can get tickets right now. Yeah, uh, but it's not cheap. I mean, you're going to pay to go to this game, especially if you want to sit in lower level. Like, it's 200 bucks to sit in the upper level. Yeah. So yeah. you need that Which, You need that scoop code. You should do it. Use the scoop code, but Gerald's a terrible venue. The to thing with. that Kenny Mossman was explaining was that because so many tickets were available last year, OU, the, uh, OU bought a bunch. Yeah, they were because they're playing at a they're playing a private school. But so now people nobody goes to TCU so games. Nobody assumed, goes to Amon Carter to watch. So them. people assume they could do that again, and you just couldn't this time around. But I, that's I on mean, the consumer then, because you should have known if they were playing Texas that it was going to happen. And like if people that. are saying, "Well, why is it going to be eighty twenty Texas?" and it's because tickets went on sale to the public right after Texas beat OU. So all the Texas fans are like, "Shit, let's go get tickets. We're definitely going to the Big 12. So they were the they've been buying those tickets up this entire time. Yeah, well, probably after they lost in Stillwater, they stopped buying them. Meanwhile, you fans were watching their own defense, thinking this couldn't possibly happen, could it? Yeah, <laughs> I had heard that tickets on on Friday afternoon to the Big Twelve Championship game were about sixty five dollars for the upper deck. By the end of the or midway through the fourth quarter, you know, oh, well, let's Virginia just say, game? yeah, let's just say after the Bolton touchdown return. They were hovering around three hundred dollars for upper deck. For upper deck, wow! Same ticket. I don't know. It's a matter of hours. Open your app right now. Let's go check out Seat Geek. See exactly. I mean, lower bowl shit was that's that's like six hundred bucks. You're gonna be paying a pretty penny for that. Uh, oh even, yeah. But even like the the uh, upper upper deck, like where the where the real. Kind of hang out. And see, so it says it starts at sixty plus, but that's you're paying room about only. you're paying a hundred bucks, and the standing room only shit is fifty dollars. That's in the end zone. Oh, it's up to sixty. I now. would never do that. I would never do that. I mean, if you want to go into the game, if you want to go into the into the into the uh, stadium, more power to you. Have fun. Have fun tailgating. You're probably gonna get blackout. By the way, the game's at eleven. You probably need to start drinking at six, or just stay up all night doing blow. Uh, Don't it, do that. I'm just that's just a an idea. That's not that's not a suggestion. I don't condone that. But I would never go stand out in the in the side on the in the end zones like that. That just seems like a bad idea. Okay, so I'm seeing lower on SeatGeek. I'm seeing lower end zone. Jesus, is that standing room only for 181? Hold on. I'm seeing stuff in the twos in either end yeah, zone. Yeah, 150 Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are seats. One eighty-one in the end zone, lower. So they're coming down a little bit, but they're still six hundred dollars. One ninety-one. So you can get some lower stuff if in the end zones for in the two hundred range. You can get into the stadium for two hundred bucks, and but for this type of matchup, I mean, that's you kind of had to expect that. Didn't the you? upper deck stuff is still not coming down. That's the problem. This is OU Texas for the first time ever playing for a conference championship. Like, I mean, just not like in a stadium, oh, we'll not the Cotton wins. Bowl for the first time since 1923. Yeah, 
for the that, second time only since 1903. You're seeing a little bit of history. Like it is it, historic uh, against your most hated rival. Like you're you know, it's a historic that. matchup for a historic offense for historically bad defense. You know what's crazy? That's how they should be selling it. 50-yard line lower bowl for $571, and it's considered an amazing deal by SeatGeek. It's insane. I want to see what the red ones are. The, it's not pretty. $9.99. <laughs> Jesus. I'll say it right now. If you're paying $9.90 to get into this game, you're either rich and don't care that you're about to spend 1000 bucks on a ticket, or... How about these losers? You're a little insane. How about these losers that are trying to sell their upper deck for two fifty? Oh, yeah, I would imagine that's a that's a college kid looking to make a quick buck and have a free weekend. If you are buying tickets for nine hundred ninety nine dollars, you need a friend, and I'm willing to be that. That's friend. a badass seat, though. That nine hundred ninety nine. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's on the fifty. Like that's a great. It's seat. as low as you get. You might. The only better seat is in the suite below you. Row C. I mean, you're literally going to be able to see what the guys are working on for their horns down signs on the sidelines. But yeah, that promo code, put it in their scoop. It'll it'll give you twenty bucks off your tickets because you're already paying out the ass for those things. So, um, in general, I I was asking somebody this the other day because I couldn't remember. Like, do you guys remember how you felt going into this game the first time around? Because I, I personally I thought kinda... that OU was going to wax them. I was in that. I yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they were favored by three touchdowns. I kind of thought it might be close, but he was going to pull through. I just didn't think Texas was very good. I didn't expect him to get run over. This time around, though, it's like, shit, there's no way that you can lose twice to Texas, right? And I don't know what to think, I think about I was, this team. But I, I don't either. Week to week, and I, was, I don't know. I didn't know what to think last week at West Virginia. I was surprised as shit that they won at West Virginia. I was too a little bit. Very surprised. Just as far as... And it, it almost kind of broke me last week in that. And we talked about it on the postgame pod. It almost kind of broke me in that it's like they just find a way to win. It doesn't matter how bad this defense is. They just find a way to win. And I, I don't think that you can rely on that again this week. But every time I say that, they just find a way to win and, and score more points than the other team. And then that's kind of the name of the game. And if they do that again this week, they'll probably be in the college football playoff. Guys. Uh, I, we got I, two. I put a big if on that college football playoff thing, too. I I don't know. Last night rubbed me the wrong way just as far as everybody just kind of has not necessarily written off Georgia, but just kind of made it almost a foregone conclusion that they're going to get beat by Alabama. And maybe they will. Well, it needs to happen. It's not that it's a foregone conclusion, but if you're an OU fan, that's the only scenario I see the Sooners making it. No, that's what I'm saying, though, is everybody has just made it the assumption that there's no chance that the, that Alabama is going to lose on Saturday, and They're while I I, I agree with that, Alabama. I just don't I don't know. Stranger things have happened. It wouldn't be crazy to think that Alabama could get beat. They're trying to beat Alabama at Alabama's game. No, that's true. It's He's true. Not going to do it. Um, uh, two things. I, I went back and I found our staff picks. Carrie, you weren't there. Um, <laughs> Bob Prisbillo went with thirty-seven twenty-four OU. Eddie went with 41-31 OU, and I went with 38-27 OU. What f***ing world were we living in? Like, how different does it feel that we thought Oklahoma was going to hold anybody in the 20s, which both Bob and I did? Or I thought, oh, you couldn't score 40. <laughs> that, yes, I mean, that, exactly. game, that game was the day that your expectations either died or got completely rearranged. Yep. Yes. And it hasn't that been the same since. 
OU was going to have to score 45 to win just about every time. And they have eight straight games. They've scored at least 45 points. Uh, also, has anyone seen Ryan Aber's tweet in the last about five minutes? No. Big 12 source, horns down gesture will not be automatically flagged in the title game. Context matters. Can't be done as a direct taunt, etc. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Big 12, nope. Not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this game that they want to play, this dance. They don't want to look You're stupid. the bitches. You're yeah. bitches for doing this. You're not... You you're you're backed into a corner. I'm I'm not giving up now. You f***ed. This is yeah, it's a it's another bitch move by a bitch league. I wonder if our credentials are going to be there by the time we try and pick them up. <laughs> should I start should I head down there today and make sure that I we get them? Um I mean, it's like so back. what? Like if you flash the horns down in the direction of a Texas player, you're going to get a penalty. But that makes sense. If you don't, I don't know if that's ever been done where people actually do it in, to the Texas player. You no. do it. You, you do it to the crowd. Yes. You know that's what they always do. I, I think say I not like anymore. It's a celebratory thing. Like I don't think it's because I mean I've got, Bob and you do it too, and Eddie. I know you feel the same way. We go to high school games all the time, and you'll see a kid throw it up. Texas isn't on the field. There's nobody going to Texas. Like Jalen Robinson did it to me last year in a game in Houston that literally had no connection to the University of Texas in any way. It was just a high school football game with some decent players on the field. All the recruits he, do it now. I mean, yeah, they all do it. Not, like Trajan Bridges and, and, and Theo Weiss were doing it in Atlanta. Justin Broyles did it a bunch. Oh, yeah. John Marshall against some random team in the state. Horns Justin Broyles has perfected it. Like he can actually say "horns down." Like he just like he doesn't even have to do the hand gesture. He can do something where he just the noise feels like "horns down." I don't know how he does it. It's magic. Spend some more time practicing. Hey, oh, well, he can't right now. Yeah, that's true. Same goes for the whole safety group. Brain is sorry, so scrambled. I'm just yeah, kidding. no, no need to single him out. I'm just kidding. No, but he is one of the worst offenders. <laughs> Loves it statistically. <laughs> We're just going off PFF, and, and yeah, that's PFF actually has the horns down. I mean, that's something to think about. Season. Justin Broyles, uh, Ryan Jones, Mark Mark Jackson; those guys are not going to see the field. Yeah, and, and compared to what, what you they were did talking the about, time. looking at the sideline, Ryan Jones was the biggest. He was guilty of that more than anyone else, not knowing what he was doing on the on the can, on the field. Can Caleb Kelly re, redo what he did a week ago? Not as far as scoring a touchdown, but I mean, he he did play decently, didn't he? I'd rather Guys, have him out there than Ryan Jones or Mark right, Jackson. Yep. Right, right, for sure. And, and Kerry, to your credit, I think you said that after the Texas game. Wouldn't you rather have Caleb Kelly out there? Than, it, it was something like that, and I was like, that's not a bad point because at least Caleb knew what was going on. He knew where he was, and he kind of knew his role rather than Ryan Jones, who was still just sorting it out. I think Ryan Jones has got a ton of talent, but he clearly wasn't ready for that game because was, it was just so many look to the sideline situations i you know one of the things that we haven't talked about I, bob and i both wrote about it i i kind of flaked I, i'd forgotten that bob hit it hit it in his, his take three um but one thing about this game the first time you guys remember texas defensively they were really worried about marquise brown they were playing i think two high safeties most of that game uh but they were leaving Essentially, six men in the box and four, you know, just daring OU to run the ball. And their run game is not where it is. Now, they were, I figured that when I put it in the article, they were 36th, I think, in the country in total in rushing uh, offense going into that game last year. 
They're eighth in the country now. Um, it's a little different compared to Marcellus Sutton hitting a hole compared to Kennedy. Brown. Yeah, I mean, it, like Marcellus Sutton, they Damn. they let him Rest run peace, an entire drive too, where like they got him down the field. He did well, but it's just different. But it, it yeah, he scores on one of those. You one weren't of those you weren't gonna get yeah. Kennedy Brooks breaks one of those to the yeah, house. Absolutely. I mean, but Guys, I mean, if they try and if they try and do. That again, and and have a six man box out there, they're not going to be able to defend OU that way. No, no. And that's way. how they that's how they slowed the game down, and really, you know, just kind of played bend but don't break. And that's how they got that lead in the first place is just employing that you know six you know kind of daring OU to run the ball. If they well, do that now, OU's going to score really fast. I hope everybody- the thing that people forget: Ben Powers was still dinged up at that point. He was, in the year. yeah. Creed Humphrey is playing at a different level entirely right now. I mean, Creed Humphrey's he's the best center in the Big 12, and it's not really that I close. I think that was the first game Kenneth Mann had been back in a while, too. Like, he had a knee, yeah. his knee was all wrapped up in the pregame. That, that Army game took it out of him. They yeah. needed Baylor recover, and then the very next week was Texas. First time we found out this defense was soft. Eddie, still, Eddie is still triggered by that. The Army game? Or the, the the too many plays oh. argument of Army and Baylor, yeah. and it's not. I mean, it, uh, it's we won't game get into of the that season. Again, but yeah. It's not like they had played twelve games before that. You are not. I'd say they're more beat six, up now than they were after that game. You're not going to keep six in the box and deal with that five offensive linemen and Kyler Murray and Kennedy Brooks running RPO like. There's no way six guys can cope with that. I, I just don't believe it no. at all. They're going to have to contribute to safety, and it's going to leave Marquise Brown open. Now, I mean, it's it's going to matter. Obviously, Chris Boyd's a top-shelf corner. Devontae Davis is a really underrated guy for Texas. Uh, Caden Stearns is a big-time young safety. I mean, they, it's not to say that, oh, well, Texas is just lambs to the slaughter that way, but there's no way they can leave two safeties high. They're, they, they, you just can't do it. They'd lose. Do they even try Trey Sermon, or do they accept the fact that it's Kennedy Time and time again, and just ride with it. Oh, they they better give it the ball to Trey Sermon. Well, he would go with our plan. He went like Blood five in the fourth. He went for like five for twelve on on Friday. He's still not right. Doesn't I feel think like he's it. fine. I just think they stuck with Kennedy because he was running the ball so well. I mean, King Brooks is the best running back on this team. Well, yeah, that decision that, has been made for. Is weeks. it weird that that I just? It's like I don't know. It's. Kennedy Brooks running the ball is like watching a left-hander like Will Clark swing a bat. It's like, kind of beautiful. He's like the natural. Is he a King Griffey? Griffey? Is he the King Griffey Are you of saying runners? Griffey? I think so. I think that's what I'm saying. It, it's just so strange, like going back and cutting up video and stuff. It kind of become in awe of just, it's like, how did he just run so quickly? The last, I, want to the know what, I want to know what Lincoln was talking about when he said, on Monday, he we wouldn't understand it. Different. Yeah. He says you would think it was just weird. Yeah, but I want to hear. I want to know. What I want to know is. you're weird. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that I've been so surprised <laughs> I want about. You're weird. I, the thing I've been so surprised about the last few weeks. He's running over people. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. That wasn't just a West Virginia thing. He did it against Kansas. Now he's got some of it's, that. It's like different that it's Kansas and West Virginia, two pretty bad defenses. But he's got some of that D.D. Westbrook, uh, Marquise Brown, small guy strength. Yeah, but he's not that small. I mean, his upper body is guy. his upper body is not. It's not Samaje. What it's going to be? It's yeah. not Joe. But those guys were no his legs freaks. His legs, I think, are a lot stronger than you realize. 
because he just runs through everything. But it really is. It's it's cool. Like I enjoy it. It's 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 like old timey tailback. I mean, like he could literally. It literally reminds me of the days of lining up in an I formation, kind of like Adrian Peterson wasn't really that guy because he ran so fast toward the line. But it's just, it's just, he's like a throwback. He really is. I, I, I never would have, not to say I never would have expected it, but it's just like it, it's kind of he's the he's an unlikely guy, but damn, he's good and. The way that he's running the ball right now as a retro freshman, if he were to stay around for a couple years, I'm not saying he's going to break Samaje's record of all time by any means, but because I mean he's going to have offensive line issues, not issues, but they're going to have to fill guys. They got to rebuild next year. He he definitely could get into the top five all time rushing if he keeps this up, or he could leave after next season. And do that too, <laughs> for sure. You know what's going to be interesting? I mean, OU gets into the playoffs, they win this game. It's all good gravy. Recruiting, it'll be great for recruiting. Um, if they don't oh, the win this game, the doomsday scenario. If they the doomsday scenario, if they don't win this game, then we have to start wondering like, who's going to sit out the bowl game now? Like, is it? I mean, I think that's a legitimate question with Kyler Murray. I was wondering if he loses this game, what you guys put the odds at that this is the last game we ever watch him play? Is that is it would it be the same way with somebody like Cody Ford who has you know suffered a massive leg injury in his time? You know, I think uh, that, Cody I think that Kyler would have a better chance of playing than maybe an offensive lineman. Does that sound weird? Because if he really is going to give up football, yeah, that's I don't the last think time that he's gonna that's going to be it. the last time he'll ever play. I mm-hmm. just don't think that he would want to go out on a loss. The nail on the head, I, I don't think he'd want to go out on a loss. You're hitting the nail on the head. But Cody Ford, shit, you know what? People won't like this. I'm for the player not playing in the bowl game. I know that's shitty, but if you're not playing for a national championship, I I understand the reasons why you would, being a great teammate and all that other things, but you go into a bowl game and you tear your knee up for basically a meaningless game, I, I don't know. I guess you could make the same argument for the first game of the year being a meaningless game, but... This hasn't happened at OU yet, though. No, it hasn't. But this is the first year with the four-game rule, too. Maybe you want to see Ron Tatum, Jordan Kelly, Bray Walker. Well, I was kind of... I was, I'm was. i of the opinion that Mike, Mike Gundy should bench Taylor Cornelius and just go with another quarterback for their bowl game. Like I, I've said that, too, and... like. That would be the most shitty thing a yeah. head coach has ever done <laughs> yeah. to a player if you're Taylor Cornelius played the entire year. Yeah. But I know you won us it would against be, Texas and West Virginia. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. You're three and zero against top, or three and one against top twenty five teams, but uh sorry, your uh your career's over. But he I think he'd he'd be justified in he'd been an asshole. Yeah. But he'd be justified in doing oh, it. Oh, for sure. He'd be really <laughs> God, can you imagine? But you know what? If there's anybody that can do it, it would be Mike Gundy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, for OU's defense, they don't. That was one of the things. Like during the West Virginia game, somebody was somebody tweeted at me. Put in the freshman defense. That was all, and then they did with Turner, Yell, and Buki. And it was just a shit show. Get them out of there. But I mean, I was like, no, sir, this isn't 1980. There's not a freshman team anymore. Like, all the freshmen. (laughs) He played great on Monday night in the toilet bowl. (laughs) There's no varsity. Put him in. Junior varsity. Like, it doesn't work that way anymore. What? uh, Any any thoughts on the coaching carousel as far as uh, Mac returning to football? 
I think it's great. Oh I don't God. think it's going to end well, but no. I think it's great. Uh, I'm 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 very interested to see where Cliff Kingsbury ends up. I think the NFL, right. NFL, yes. not USC. I'd love it. It'd be awesome if he's at USC. Shit, I'd my, love him to end up in Norman somehow, but I know that won't happen. My interesting thing with Kingsbury is, what is, what is the real Cliff Kingsbury? Is it the guy that hardly ever ran the ball at Tech, just like every other Tech guy before him? Or is it the guy at A&M that had a good, balanced offense and kind of ran it that, you know, that did what you have to do to really compete at a high level? He went with the Tech kind of mold, but I don't think that, I mean, I think he's a smart enough guy to recognize that's not going to work if you're trying to compete for national championships like you are at USC. Yeah. So I, I that's, and then like Kerry said with the NFL, I mean, don't get me wrong, the NFL has gone past crazy, but there's still, you're going to have to run the ball 30 times a game. I mean, it's just, it's got to be part of your offense. So that that's really interesting. I mean, it kind of gets glossed over because he is such a good offensive mind. But at Tech, like, they just forsake the run. I mean, like, it was just not a part of the equation for them. But you know what? Uh, Sean Payton, he seems like a genius because he has somebody like Kamara. Like, he he has to have a certain type of running back. Sure. Yep. Like, Adrian Peterson just didn't work for the Saints. Like, you can't, no. you can't use a traditional tailback. You've got to have that shotgun back. And... Sean McVay looks like a genius because he's got the best running back in the game right now in Gurley. Yep. Oh, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure any minute now, Hugh Jackson's going to look like a genius for having Joe Mixon. I mean, he's going to fix it all. He's not bad. Uh, oh, I mean, Mixon, Mixon is still the as good an example of what an NFL back should be in this generation as any guy I've seen. Yeah, he really is. He, he's just on an awful offense. You put him it's too bad with he's the, being ruined. You put him with the yep. Saints, he'd probably be an all-pro. Oh, pro. my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He'd be every bit of what Kamara is. Every bit. He'd oh, be he'd better, be better. Right? A lot better. It, it might be different, but he, I mean, he, Mixon is just special. Mixon needs to request a trade. He needs to request a trade immediately. Hey, go to Cleveland. Go back with Bake. That'll Although that would be Riley's decision after he takes the head coaching job, <laughs> <laughs> takes the GM job. So Eddie, uh, there were no real fireworks from you this week. I got something up my sleeve that I'm going to release this afternoon. Really? No. Uh, <laughs> well, I've, I have made a video though. It's the uh, reenactment of the Sarah McLaughlin video. The SPCA or whatever. Yeah. You see a screenshot? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Is there? Are there like Adobe After Effects involved? No, but oh my God, just a little outtake. <laughs> I mean, it's tough to it's tough to body bag a dead man. I mean, he's already been body bagged multiple times. He's now a ghost. So, kind of sucks that I killed him all in one week. You wanted to see him this weekend. Yeah. I thought about starting a GoFundMe to try and get him up to. <laughs> I would be interested to see just what happened. Like if anybody donated. Oh, to people that. would donate. <laughs> people would donate. But we would we'd have to. I don't know. I don't know what Jerry's rule on you're, ghosts being inside the stadium is. The problem is you become too legitimate uh, as a media person. You have two real jobs now. That you can't just leave your Venmo open. 
What do you mean? Nobody, no, you should, you, you can't do that. What do you mean? That's not allowed. I'd take all the money and give it to charity or something. Wouldn't pocket it. You're not, you're not a struggling videographer anymore, though. No, I, I wouldn't be taking the money to do my own I mean, good. it used to be funny when you said my Venmo's open. It's not my anymore. My Venmo's 1,000% open. If you want to send me money, I'm not going to turn it down. 1,000%. No one should send you money, though. That's what I, I'm not telling people to do that. I'm telling you not to, but if you want to, I'm not stopping you. That'd be crazy. You're just feeding his gambling addiction is all you're doing, folks. Doing all right. Are you, though? I worry. Yeah. You still in the running? Mm, we need a couple big weeks here closing okay. out to get back in. Okay. But I think, I mean, I I tore we up. probably shouldn't talk about I tore this. up Cyber Monday, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> killed it. Uh, Got a Team Portnoy hoodie coming in. Oh, did you really? So, you went for the bar stool? Mm-hmm. For all those out there that aren't gamblers, the translation for that answer for Eddie was no. No, I'm not in it. But um, Oh, I'm in it. I'm just oh, not close not to the it. top. When, when, when you got to put the qualifiers in, they're like, oh, I'm going to need a lot of help. Or, yeah, we need some help. You're, you're not in it. We need some help. We'll let you know next week. At least all you're right. within striking uh, distance. Should we, uh, Josh, I know that the recruiting situation has been interesting just as far as R.J. Henderson. Oh, yes. Um, I'm guessing he's in class right now a place that he needs to be what's the uh what's the what's the the update on that situation and can you fill us in on anything with uh, maybe oklahoma getting involved in a uh in a instant kid here later on in the process yeah well with, with rj I, I think and i'll i don't want anybody to have the wrong impression oklahoma didn't drop him there wasn't anything like that i think oklahoma had clear concerns and you know we've, we've chronicled it kind of through the podcast and definitely on the board the, they were legitimate. He has great things he's working through. We're going to have to see where he goes. But at the same time, I, I don't get the impression that OU is really that broken up because, the, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, they were about to get into a choice of, do we sign this guy in December and not really know what his situation is, or do we let it run until February and maybe he, you know, he gets on board, but he's pissed off that we didn't let him sign in December. You know, they were, there was just going to be a tough decision they were going to have to make. And so I, I think this kind of alleviates that and it lets them kind of regroup and see what they want to do. And I know everybody's like, oh, you know, a lot, there's a lot of RJ Henderson fans out there. The same thing happened once upon a time and Jalen Rager became Marquise Brown. Like Oklahoma is not going to have trouble finding quality receivers. They, they can do it. They'll be fine. Uh, the guy you're kind of referencing is there is some buzz that OU is maybe going to come back around and having a look at Demarion Houston. Um, Marcus Major's teammate at OKC Millwood, a current Texas commitment. So we'll see what happens. I don't. I think some people are kind of jumping the gun a little bit on it. I think there's still very much a let's see what's out there. Let's kind of regroup. It's kind of like after the Cameron Rising thing when everybody wanted OU to go out and make 27 offers and solve the quarterback thing right that minute. And it, you know, Oklahoma took about a month, and then they went and got Tanner Mordecai, and early reviews are that he's been pretty good for OU. So we'll see what happens. But Demarion Houston could be in play, and I've literally never said that because even dating back to early recruitment, I've always felt like Oklahoma was pretty passive about him. I think it's a move they should have done months ago. I and I know people don't oh, like yeah. that, but the RJ stuff has been—it's been out there yeah. enough to make you think there was going to be something at 
somewhere down the line that it wasn't going to work out. And then you just wonder. And I know it's maybe a bad look because he's a high four star, five star type kid, but sometimes there's only so much you there's can a do. You've got to cover your own ass. Yeah. And then you just wonder how receptive Houston would be at this point when they've been going after Marcus for months and basically a year now. It never looked his way. If they come at you a couple weeks before signing day, what what does that mean to you? But they did always want to play together, Bob, as I know you know. Right. So, I mean, yep. that that's an interesting angle. Um, it could work. I, I, I would bet against it, but it could work. Um, I, another guy I will say to keep an eye on, just for people, and this is a name I think we've mentioned on the podcast before. I know we've talked about him on the board. It's Brandon Pierce. Uh, from College of the Canyons in California, the exact same school that produced Marquise Brown. Uh, they've got another kind of smaller, really fast, explosive receiver. I had kind of been told about a, about a month ago that maybe in January he might get a look. So just kind of see what happens. If he doesn't sign in the early period, then that, that could be a name to kind of follow. And maybe maybe the R.J. Henderson thing moves that, that timeline up. But, I mean, he's definitely a guy Oklahoma is watching. Uh, I mean, after the Big 12 championship, you know, Lincoln will he'll be scrambling um, to go in and make some in-homes and things like that. Um, I would assume he'll spend a lot of energy, too, with defensive guys. Uh, and, I mean, that's the other thing. We haven't even talked about this week, but as soon as this game is over, even if they make the playoffs, you're going to have a full month of speculation about what's going to happen with the defense. And that noise is not going to lessen. It's it's only going to grow. Yeah. So, I mean, I, but what I'm saying is the reason he's going to need to be with defensive guys a little bit more probably is because of that. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's got yeah there's some questions you've got to answer. Convince them to sign. <laughs> and could be some really Distrust. interesting questions just as far as... you're probably as... going to have assistants like, am I out on the road? Am I not out on the road? Yeah. What's going on? And, or well, assistants look, that are on the road one day. What if they're playing the Alabama? Next. Look at what, what happened to Bama. USC. Yeah. They did an in-home with Chris Steele on Monday night. And those guys are And the there. next day, half the guys that were in his house were fired. It's incredible. I'm surprised that Clay Helton kept his job. And every, every, everyone else taking the fall for it. Yeah, that's... Well, you can keep your job when you fire everybody else. Start over. That's yep. basically what they let him do. But, yeah, it's going to be up to Lincoln to save that class on defense. There's no doubt about it. But he's been so – he's been at the forefront of it anyway. Yeah. yeah it's, it's saved really the right word. He's been steering the ship for a while, hasn't he? Yeah. Keep it together. Everybody kind of knew that there was maybe something that was going on at some point. I, You know, and you have to know that he knew it. Like, this, this could sure. possibly go bad here. I'm going to make sure that – you know, if if Mike were to leave or if, if other defensive guys have to go, that I'm just not going to be left in January with, you know, two defensive commitments and having to pick from the leftovers after signing day. So I now I will say Jamal Morris has already messaged me and you know, told me when it what his signing day plans are, hoping I can be there. So there's no guy I've talked to that's currently part of this class, especially now that um, Jacoby Jones is has flipped to Texas. There's nobody out there that I've gotten any impression from, and Bob, you know, correct me if you if you no, heard differently. True. That's true. Everybody acts solid. Everybody's acting like we'll be there. We're ready to go. So to me, it's more about guys like Marcus Stripling and David Aguebu and some of these other premier prospects. And 
as Bob referenced earlier, what the hell are you doing at safety in 2019? Like they, they've got to find some answers and I don't know where they are. It might right be now. the grad, the grad transfer route. I know that's something we've sort of been watching and I know we'll be examining what some of the staff who, who they start following on uh, Twitter, yep. but especially with what Trajan Bridges told you care, if you're talking about transfers, that would be a position mm-hmm. you've got to hit to try to make it work. I mean, it, it Edge rushers are a huge deal in this program right now. I, I mean, yep. it's, it's, it's the one glaring – on both sides of the ball, it's the one glaring weakness. And the one, the one thing we did talk about last week, of the committed kids, for most of them, OU remains their best offer, and the other ones that they might have had might not exist anymore. So they might be foolish to think they could just leave and then go to that school they wanted to back in March or April. And like you said, I don't know if that's a good thing. Like you said, I mean, you're gonna if you're in the playoff, you got a possible matchup with Alabama. A lot of talk about Pete Golding. How the heck would you handle that? I'm so here for that. I mean, you are here here for it. Are you kidding me? There's no way you can if you get matched up with Alabama. There's no way you can make that hire until after the game. There's no way. God, I would love that. There is absolutely no way. Just to see what would happen. Just for the. I, I think it'd be funny if all the people that got up in arms about Beatty going down to Texas, uh-huh. they hire Golding and then Golding comes to help them prepare for the Sugar Bowl or the uh, Orange Bowl or Cotton Bowl, whichever one. That would be so. That would be the mo- That would be more savage than Mike Gundy telling Taylor Cornelius, "You're not our quarterback anymore." If Can that you were to happen, Nick Saban's neuroses. Absolutely, from this? that he would actually have Pete Golding killed before uh, he would let that happen. Which I don't think. I don't think that that is. It's possible. I'm going to just say that. I don't think it's possible for it to work out that way. Would what you is, guys okay. – do you think it's fair to say if there's not a hire made by – like let's say it all plays out like this. Now Alabama plays Oklahoma in the semi. If the hire is not made before then, do you think that's just like we're just basically saying it is golding, we're just not announcing it yet? Can you imagine the media days in, in at the uh, Orange Bowl or wherever it's going to be? Which, by the way, is another question we might have to see if it be in Miami or Arlington. If Alabama, God, the if one they seed. play Alabama, that whole thing is just. Weird I may to me. become the Alabama beat writer that week and just leave Bob and Eddie to cover OU. Just because it's going to be weird, dude. What What would happen unless, unless he hires somebody else? And, yeah, what would happen say, that's if uh, Golding stays at Bama. Coach against OU, Sooners put up at least 40. <laughs> and he's the co-DC. <laughs> Everybody's going to, well, I mean, everybody would be like, everybody be pissed, but they'd have to learn to live with it. Not everybody, it's, but you'd have some people gripe. You know, and I, and I get why everybody's so excited about him, but he's never coached opposite of an offense like this. Like, I... Yeah, and and the mindset, the different way things are run in Alabama and at Oklahoma as far as what we're going to be built around, what our ideals are, like that's a culture shock. That's very, very different things, and that's why I've always liked Alex Grinch. Like I, I, I feel like he's worked against an offense like this and in a conference that can put up points. Like Golding's just never lived in that world, and he may be great. I'm not saying he won't be. I'm just saying that would be the huge risk for me with him. I mean, I guess, I guess when Clemson beat them is the only time you could really say Saban has faced an elite offense, a modern elite offense. Wait, 
since when? Uh, you mean like lately? No, when oh, when yeah, I mean in this run towards a championship, the, the, or these championship runs that they've had. Well, I'd say Oklahoma and the Sugar Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, no, but I'm saying college football playoffs. Teams okay, that he's okay, had okay, to I'm play. I got you. Yeah. But even that well, Oklahoma I mean, team, that was a – that was a. Oh, you don't think that Michigan State was bringing it <laughs> offensively? No, but, I mean, that Oklahoma offense that that scored all those points, that was a – that was that was not reality. Like, that oh, offense no. was not not the, this offense or these offenses the last few years. Well, and that's what's scary is as good as they were that night, like you can go down the roster and there's no comparison. Like I mean, Sterling's that offensive it, line, yeah, Sterling's it, yeah, yeah. Well, remember they had to play they had to play Bronson Irwin at right go or right, yeah, tackle, right tackle, and Deontay Savage started for like the first Deontay time. Deontay Savage, wow, what a name! Uh, a, Gabe a blast was the from center. The past. Um, Jalen Saunders would have a role in this offense. He'd fit really well. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like that's what like Sterling's the only guy that you like. Well, he'd be in the starting lineup somewhere. They they'd figure out a way to make that work. But I mean, Brennan Clay was that, the starting running back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and they wow. put it on Alabama. I mean that that night, uh, the receiver from Scuba, uh, uh, LeColton Bester, yeah, LeColton Bester, and they had Amari Cooper. God, <laughs> Derrick Henry. And and uh, what AJ McCarron was their quarterback? Yep. Long time now NFL. Who, who's had more, a lot more NFL success than the Oklahoma quarterback that was throwing it all over the lot that night? Yeah. Well, didn't Trevor Knight just get drafted? <laughs> what league is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> BFJ continues. I will, not, I will not have this. We're not shitting on our man TK Nine. What? We're not shitting on him. I'm not shitting on him. Is he not BFJ anymore? Oh, he's 100% BFJ. Okay. That's a term of endearment. Yeah, okay. Well. I was informing somebody about BFJ over Thanksgiving, Eddie, and they found that absolutely hysterical. Well, it all that, makes sense, doesn't it? it? It really, no, it's it's not wrong. It's the most uh, diabolical thing that's ever happened on the campus of Norman. <laughs> People have learned from that, though, and he learned that from someone else. Oh, yeah. But that goes on a lot. It's, it's just genius. It's a it new is. thing. I think with kids, they figured it out. It's millennials. Got to respect it. Okay. Uh, any business that we've left on the table here? I don't think so. Recruiting, we're all caught up on. Yep. All right. Shoot. Yeah. Well, uh, don't forget the Eskridge Lexus post game. Uh, since it's an eleven o'clock start, you'll get a fairly early uh, Eskridge Lexus post game. Uh, Ed Eskridge, by the way, uh, EskridgeLexus.com. It's their December to Remember event going on right now. You're seeing the commercials everywhere. Uh, so here's the thing. like If you're a Sooner Scoop listener, not only do you get the December to Remember discounts, but you also get special Sooner Scoop uh, discounts. So make sure if you're in the hunt for a new car, go check out Ed Eskridge, Ed Eskridge Lexus. Uh, they got all kinds of vehicles uh, that most people could afford. But look, the Lexus is it's awesome, uh, no matter what car it is. Well, we're not driving one. We hate our lives. So it's just that good. So go check out uh, Eskridge Lexus. Go check out Ed. Tell him you're a Sooner Scoop listener uh, or a Soonerscoop.com subscriber, and he will get you the hookup. So uh, until Saturday, we'll find out if OU is headed to the college football playoff, maybe by the time we podcast or end or have a, have a pretty good inkling. So 
It's going to be a huge week. Uh, it, it's already there. Uh, we'll find out more about the horns down stuff as we go along. Jesus. It's just this conference. <laughs> this conference, this game this week. It's gonna, it's incredible. I love all of it. All right. So thanks to Josh. Thanks to Eddie. Thanks to Bob. I'm Kerry Murdoch, and we see you guys next week on the Unofficial 40, brought, brought to you by Choctaw Casinos and Resort in Durant.